everybody. Welcome to the Quest for Life podcast. I'm Dr. Ed Slover, and I'm fiercely passionate about trying to make every next interaction with someone, every next room that I walk into better than I found it. I'm going to start today's episode with a question. Have you ever wondered if there was an addiction to perfectionism before social media? That is, when we didn't have an inside view of people's lives whereby the food they make is perfect, or the children they have can do no wrong, or how blemish-free skin someone looks. I mean, have you ever thought about if perfectionism was this big of a thing? And if you're like me, the short answer is no. But there's no doubt that the pursuit of perfectionism has always been a thing. It just so happens to be on display to a far greater degree today than ever before. In today's episode, I'm going to go the other way by discussing ways in which we can embrace imperfection and how doing so can bring about positive outcomes in our lives. So let's get started. As a preface, I should note we should always try to grow and flourish. This should be an ongoing pursuit, immaterial of those things that we want to get better at. But we live in a world of nonstop comparison that in many ways sets us up for failure because we set unrealistic expectations for ourselves. It's this quest for perfection. But for many of us, we don't need role models for perfection, but rather we could use role models for imperfection, if for no other reason to keep us psychologically grounded. What follows are a number of ways to embrace imperfection that helps soften the expectations we have for ourselves in the hope that each of us finds more contentment and potentially more compassion by embracing our incompleteness. The first is to make a list of strengths and abilities. What are you good at? Even when we're in our darkest moments, there's at least one thing we can identify and one thing that we can say out loud that we're good at. A strength, an ability that's allowed us to be successful at something that builds our self-confidence. Character-wise, perhaps you're a good friend. You're loyal, you're honest, you're trustworthy, you're empathetic. If so, write it down. Practically speaking, maybe you're a good salesperson. Maybe you you really uh, advocate for a particular product or you have an idea, you have a vision that you're able to sell. You possess the ability to influence others to buy what it is that you're selling. If so, write it down. Work-wise, perhaps you've developed a reputation for being dependable. People know that they can count on you to step up when needed. If so, write it down. Make a list of all the traits, characteristics, abilities, and add everything you can possibly think of. You'd be pleasantly surprised with how long that list becomes. Number two, make a list of those things that you're proud of. Now, this is related to your strengths and abilities because your strengths and abilities likely drove you to achieve success, and most people are proud of their successes. On the other hand, if you feel undeserving of the recognition you receive from your success, be sure to listen or re-listen to episode 20 of the Quest for Life podcast, Imposter Syndrome. And now, with that shameless plug out of the way, for me... I'm proud of being a good teacher. I know I'm not the best teacher, but I leave the classroom every day 
knowing that no other teacher gave the effort I did that day. I know that. I'm proud of that. I don't have to be the, the very best teacher by whatever arbitrary standard other people have. What I'm proud of is my energy and effort in the preparation for class and leaving class. I feel good about that, and that's okay. Write it down. I'm proud of being a good dad. And I'm going to riff a little bit. We're coming up on a on an anniversary. About 10 years ago, my daughter's mother at 11.30 on a Monday morning was arrested for aggravated DUI. My daughter at the time, she was four and a half, was in the car. Now, the shared parenting plan we had at the time uh, allowed for me to have my daughter every other Thursday through Monday morning. And as you might expect, once I got the news of that uh, arrest, I made plans to go get my kid. And fortunately, after you know, multiple appearances in court, a judge ruled that I have primary physical custody of my daughter and have had that custody for the last 10 years. And one of the things I, I committed to with my daughter was to always communicate the truth. Now, we have to account for age appropriate truth because, you know, there's a level of understanding that young children just simply don't have. But it's allowed for our relationship to grow and flourish in a really, really meaningful way. And I'm proud of that. I'm proud that that she knows that she's going to get the truth or at least the truth as I see it in every single scenario. She knows that when a promise is made to her, a promise is kept because we don't make promises if we're not 100% certain that we're able to keep it. I'm proud of that. And I know I'm a good dad, at least on that one level because of that. And if you have anything like that in your life, write it down. Whatever it is that you're proud of, write it down. You'll be pleasantly surprised with how long that list becomes. Number three. Snap yourself out of negative self-talk. Now, if you're someone who places a disproportionate uh, emphasis on your flaws, engaging in negative self-talk is probably a frequent occurrence. And knowing this, how can you feel confident or good about yourself? Or how can you treat yourself well if you treat yourself that way? Henry Ford was once quoted as saying, whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. And that's a brilliant quote if you really think about it, because if you constantly say to yourself, I'm not good enough, you'll bring about not good enough in your life. And quite frankly, we just need to stop. I mean, hard stop. We need to I mean, cut that in half minimally, because once you recognize that these types of thoughts uh, are passing through your mind, the, the recognition of it is the first step to moving beyond it. And in those moments, you can simply say, Okay, no, I'm, I'm not going to listen to this. I'm going to tell myself enough is enough. I'm going to find my inner roar, my lion's roar, and shut down the negativity. And I'm going to try to the best of my ability. And this is really, really hard to do, everybody. I'm going to try to the best of my ability to remind myself of my strengths and abilities. I mean, think about what you're proud of. And if you're having difficulty in those moments, get up, take a walk. Let the blood start flowing uh, to your brain. Breathe deeply. Uh, start being more considerate of yourself. And 
if you, I mean, think about it this way. If you wouldn't treat others the way you're treating yourself in that moment, why would you consider treating yourself that way in the moment? So start speaking to yourself as if you would speak to someone else. Be respectful and begin to talk to yourself in constructive ways. I mean, anything, anything less is, I mean, simply put, is just unhelpful for your life. Number four, accept praise and recognition of other people or from other people. If you want to practice self-acceptance, start by saying thank you. So you receive some praise from other people. Two words, thank you. That's all that's necessary. Don't say anything else. And from there, reflect upon why you received the praise in the first place. And the vast majority of people, and this, this is one of the things you have to understand about human psychology, the vast majority of people do not give praise that's undeserved. Most people just don't want to waste their time. Most people would feel as though they're being dishonest or disingenuous if they're actually giving praise to other people that is undeserved. And for what it's worth, accepting sincere compliments allows us to get along better with, with other people. I mean, there's a connection that occurs when someone um, pays someone else a compliment that's, that's genuine. They're putting themselves out there, not necessarily knowing what they're going to get back in return. I mean, it's like someone saying, I, I love you, and not knowing whether or not someone's going to say, I love you back. So they put themselves out there. There's an element of vulnerability. And by virtue of you acknowledging them in the moment, by simply saying thank you, nothing else is needed in the moment. Not only do you validate the other person, but it allows you to start you know, planting this seed of belief that the praise that you receive in the moment is in fact deserved. Oh, and them not paying you a compliment um, or giving you praise because you're perfect. That, they're not doing that. Let me rephrase that. They're not paying you a compliment or giving you praise because you're perfect. What they're actually doing is giving you praise, acknowledging your strengths and abilities in addition to the outcome in light of your being imperfect. So there's nothing wrong with imperfection. In fact, the fact that you achieved whatever uh, result or outcome is a testament to you overcoming your imperfection in the moment because you've developed the strengths and abilities uh, in order to uh, have achieved whatever goal that is. Number five, define what realistic expectations are. In 2022, we're all bombarded with images of perfection, images of the ideal. The, there are marketing agencies and the media, they, they absolutely know how to influence our behavior by playing on fear, by sensationalizing the beautiful or the abhorrent. Um, it's all a facade. In almost every way, it's a facade. So think about it this way. When was the last time you woke up in the morning and didn't have bad breath? You expected to have bad breath in the morning. I mean, unless you label your bad breath perfect, um, most people don't necessarily think that their bad breath uh, that they wake up with every morning is perfect. And because you had the expectation 
that you were going to wake up with bad breath. It didn't wreck your self-esteem. And the only part of bad breath that is, is perfect, like I mentioned earlier, is, well, you know, nothing. I mean, there's no part of that that uh, should be labeled as perfect or imperfect. The challenge is we end up labeling those things that don't meet our expectation as imperfect. And if we can define what our realistic expectations are, then that actually sets us up to not give the label of perfect whenever we don't achieve what we believe we should achieve and effectively managing the expectations we have for ourselves and, and others. But I mean, that's a different podcast is crucial to living a balanced functional life. So let me repeat that effectively managing the expectations we have for ourselves is crucial to living a balanced functional life. And there's little doubt that we pay attention to the standards we set for ourselves. Those serve as guideposts. They give us motivation to uh, not only start something, but to persist all the way through. But we need to define them so that they're realistically attainable and not too easily attainable. It's really difficult to be proud of something that you knew that you were going to be able to accomplish without much effort. We like the pursuit of a goal that is challenging. So psychologically, we know that if the goal is too easily attainable, we, we might like the result for a little bit, but ultimately we'll become complacent and we generally lose motivation. We also know that if the goal is viewed as unattainable, we really lose motivation right from the start. So it's got to be realistically attainable that requires some degree of effort to push through whatever struggle and adversity that we experience along the way. And we also need to move away from social comparisons. And I've talked a lot about this through various episodes of the Quest for Life, Life podcast. And we look, someone else's successes are no reflection on you or your achievements. Let me say that again. Someone else's successes are no reflection on you or your achievements. And what if we shifted how we look at situations and actually celebrate others and what they've achieved and celebrate ourselves and what we've achieved independent and genuinely uh, of, of the other person? I mean, that's okay. It, that we don't necessarily need to always be making social comparisons where someone has you know this that uh, you know I uh, I'm envious of or they have that that I'm envious of and because they have this or they have that that makes me less than that's absolutely not the case celebrate other people's successes independent of whatever it is that that you've achieved and then number six reframe your thoughts around your flaws. So this is somewhat interesting. As discussed in previous episodes of the Quest for Life podcast, reframing our thoughts is a technique that allows us to challenge our underlying beliefs. So when it comes to our perceived flaws, write down your top 10. I mean, write down those things that you notice about yourself that you've labeled as a flaw. And for each of them, write one positive thing about each flaw you'll likely be able to then draw connections to one of your strengths and abilities. So let me give those directions one more time. 
write down the top 10 uh, flaws that you see about you or uh, your behavior. And then tie in one positive thing to each flaw and see if you can draw connections to one of your strengths or abilities. So, for example, you may note that judging people harshly when they're dishonest or disloyal to a friend, you might label that as a flaw. Uh, and yet, you know that honesty and loyalty is one of your strengths and virtues. So it's a trite thing to say that in general, we should get uh, out of the business of judging others. And if you buy into the notion, as most people do, even though everyone judges others pretty much all the time, why is it then okay to pass similar judgment on yourself for being imperfect? So if you don't like the fact that someone else judges someone harshly, why would you judge yourself in the same manner? So as we wrap up the latest edition of the Quest for Life podcast, I'd, offer, I'd like to offer a few words of encouragement. The first is, you don't have to prove your worth to yourself, to me, or to anyone. Ultimately, the quest for perfection is a self-imposed, self-limiting belief. It's self-limiting in the sense that we know it's unattainable. We already know this. And even the fact that we know this, we still pursue it, which sets us up for failure right from the start. I mean, how demotivating is that to pursuing a better version of ourselves when we know right from the start we cannot possibly cross that finish line? And as with any form of self-limited belief, at some point we bought someone, we bought from someone, you know, an idea or a thought, you know, from our past. We, we bought something from someone in our past that maybe sold us that we're not good enough or sold us that we have to get straight A's or sold us that we have to earn a certain amount of money. And we were children. We were younger. We were highly impressionable in those moments. And we didn't know not to buy into it. But when we're kids, our brain is on constant download and we're taking in information constantly. And then we have people that are influential in our lives that actually give us uh, those expectations and we end up buying into them. And we didn't even know we were making a purchase. I would submit to you that it's time for a refund. It's time for us to buy into the better version of ourselves that's already inside of us, ready to rise up. And the reality is that we can never meet up to the standards of, that the world establishes because at minimum, it's a moving target. It's an arbitrarily defined moving target. And by not buying into what we think perfectionism is or what other people you know, believe perfectionism to be, we, we actually gain freedom. We gain psychological and emotional freedom. We gain freedom to be ourselves, however imperfect. Freedom to choose the, to live our values and to pursue our interests, however imperfect the world says those things are. Freedom to be imperfect brings, brings us all on this journey called life toward the pursuit of becoming our quintessential selves. And if there really is only one thing that we're perfect at in this life, 
it's being imperfect. It's all food for thought, fellow questers. Please be sure to forward the podcast link to all your friends. The show is growing. It's really cool to see. Thank you. And be sure to leave a review, a five-star rating. And as always, thank you for joining the conversation.